So we are ready to go to our first guest, I believe. Sharing your journey. And I think this is just a beautiful new segment we have, talking to people about how faith has strengthened them, how how Christ has come into their life, how it's been how they've been changed for the better for the gospel of Jesus Christ and for his church here on earth. And we have with us this morning Barry and Laura Perrette. Is Good that morning. correct? Is That's that right. how you say it? Yeah, yeah, right. yes. Great. Um, just wonderful to have you here. They're right here in studio with us at St. James Coffee. So why don't you start out, let's start with Barry, and you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, just a brief a little bit, and then you can switch it over to your beautiful wife here that okay. uh, for for uh, her little bio. All right, well, I basically, uh, not much to say. I'm a professor of mathematics at Winona State University. i married to the love of my life. Uh, we have five children. Um, about it. Right? How old are your children? <laughs> well, let's see. They're 18, 16, 14, um, 12, and 9. 9. So you got a good spread there, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah. Sounds like a beautiful family. Laura, what, how about you? Well, I stay home yeah. with mm-hmm. all five children and I homeschool them. Awesome. That's That's a lot. That's not only. I don't only stay at home. I, I know there's a lot of people out there that That's are going. Right. Why does? Why do they? Why do people say that? Well, you are doing a great deal if you are at home with your children and you are teaching them the faith along with teaching them uh, what they need Absolutely. to know for. Yeah. So that, that is an awesome, awesome responsibility. Not to say that Barry, well, you know, you're bringing home the bread, right? Yeah. No, but <laughs> That's important but she does too. The, yeah. She's got the heavy lifting. She, she yeah. cooks it. Absolutely. <laughs> right. You bring That's home right. the ingredients. She cooks. Yeah. It. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to have you with Thanks. us today. Yes. Um, I was wondering, if, as we get into this conversation, just to give give our listeners uh, a little bit of background on your relationship. Uh-huh. Uh, you've known each other for a, for quite a while now. Long time. Uh, mo- you know, the, the majority of your lives. Oh, yeah. So maybe just uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, your relationship through high school and then as you were growing a little bit older and, and what role faith had or didn't have uh, in, in, that, in that part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, what, you were 15, I was 17 when we met in the That's back, right. mm-hmm. back of the biology room. <laughs> I liked um, his blue eyes. Oh. Yeah, I, I liked her everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, it was kind of one of those love at first sight things, mm-hmm. you know, as much as our children hate for us to say that because they're all embarrassed about it. But uh, it was. It really was. Mm-hmm. And and at the time, I think um, I was... There was no faith. Uh, I I was raised a Southern Baptist, but I had chucked God at that point, probably around 7th or 8th grade. Um, Parents went through a very nasty divorce, Mm -hmm. and uh, the family just disintegrated. I mean, we call it the crazy years in our family, you know, those Mm -hmm. crazy 10 years. And I just didn't have time for a God who couldn't keep my family together. So I figured Christianity's a sham, and... um, I kind of uh, had migrated over to atheism at that point. Uh, Carl Sagan version of atheism, you know, until I realized that's a sham too. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's kind of where I was. I don't know, Mm -hmm. you were... I was raised in the Lutheran Church, and um, I always had a sense that God was somewhere there, Mm -hmm. around somewhere, but I felt like I couldn't actually get close to Him. And... You know, by the time that we, Barry and I met, that um, I was not real serious about faith. Just, you know, okay, God, you're there somewhere, but 
um, go to church on Sunday and it doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the week and right. that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, that it's just we have the basics and I've been taught that I've gone to church and, 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 and whatever, but it just isn't applicable to my life at that moment. Right. I kind of grew up, I, I was born Catholic, but I kind of go mm-hmm. into that. My family went, my mom and dad had a very shaky divorce too like you did so it, it, it is trying at that time mm. when you're when you're uh, going through that so when with your Christian life then I mean you guys met and and you weren't really practicing at all so right. what kind of led you then from there that where, where where did you guys you guys got married obviously and then right. so mm. where did you guys right. grow from there well through college we kind of um, Drifted off into new age kind of spirituality, and um, yeah, it wasn't until after we were married that uh, we really got into uh, Christianity again. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it was um, you know it was significantly after we met. I think probably six, seven years. Mm-hmm. I was in grad school, and God, in His uh, sense of humor, gave me a roommate who was uh, I an mean, office mate I should say in grad school who was a born again Christian mm-hmm. which I hated yeah <laughs> um, so it was so it was a trying time at that it you, was you, it, with your not, not having a faith I know that it's a hard thing to talk about but you had something happen during that time before you had your conversion is that it you, was you want to share mm-hmm. that yeah yeah we, go ahead you want to, okay. Yeah, it was, you know, we, we lived the kind of life you would imagine living without faith. I was into drugs and partying, and um, she a little bit less so, but, you know, we, we, we weren't real moral. And um, she ended up getting pregnant while we were in college, and it just seemed like, well, there was no other option, you know. We, we have to get, a, get an abortion. And so, um, so we did. Yeah. Took that $300 out of the cash machine, drove to Philly. Um, and I mean, I guess, you know, when we got down there, this is the weirdest memory of my life because it's not a memory. It's, we got down there. They wouldn't let me in, of course, right? They would let her in. Um, and that, that's really the last thing I remember of the day. Um, I was walking around the streets of Philly for several hours, I guess, that's what I was doing. I have no memory of it. I've been tried to recover it, but mm-hmm. I can't. And and everything about that day that I do remember is in black and white and with no sound. Mm. I mean, it sounds strange, but that's just it. It was it was a darkness there uh, that stayed stayed with me for years, um, many years actually, mm-hmm. to my first confession actually. Yeah, I mean, we we knew better. We knew that. Uh, what was inside of me was a child, a living human being. Um, we knew better. We knew it wasn't tissue like they tell you. Um, but we were scared college kids, and we just bought into the lie that an unwanted child is better off dead than unwanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trouble is you kind of have to kill something in yourself in order to kill your own child. So. Well, thanks for sharing. That's obviously a very vital piece yeah. of of your life um uh, a, a sad a sad portion and mm-hmm. we're talking with uh, laura and barry peratt uh here um on real presence live um as as much darkness as was there as much as you, were, you know barry described as kind of 
floating around, really having no memory uh, mm-hmm. of the day. Um, it didn't. It didn't stay that way. You know, it didn't. It didn't remain forever. It did for a while, yeah. but uh, you were able to experience a conversion for mm-hmm. both of you. Yes. were able to. What was that like? What What was happening? What did that What did that open mm-hmm. for you? Well, it was about five years later. Um, our lives had gotten, uh, you know, we carried on, but our lives had gotten a little difficult. Um, and uh, like Barry mentioned, uh, his office mate was a born-again Christian. Um, so they had a big influence on us. Um, they prayed for us. They made friends with us. They got their whole church to pray for us, which you know something's going to happen then, right? Mm-hmm. Um I had begun to read scripture, and they had invited us to a Bible study with them. And um, and then uh, at work, um, I had uh, gotten into trouble at work and wound up getting fired. And um, usually I resist change, so I was resisting change. But then when I got fired, that just kind of broke down all of my... Um, resistance and I could not resist the idea that I needed a savior I just couldn't resist that anymore and so um, I prayed with her then and received Jesus into my heart at what point did you guys start considering the Catholic Church then well uh, that was some years later Uh, that was a long time later yeah Yeah. (laughs) so I mean um, so there's a lot to build up to and and but you were starting to feel that and and yeah I mean we there'd be a lot to talk about in that just alone yeah as you as as you have that path going but uh, you know just to fast forward yeah I mean uh, yeah (laughs) so basically you know that that was back in what 95 or so (laughs) And um, and so we were happy evangelical Christians, you know. Mm-hmm. We both had this sort of a fairly dramatic um, conversion, and uh, and we at last had found some freedom and and studying scripture, and we were in a good church. Mm-hmm. And, okay, wasn't looking for anything until I got really really sick, and then um, basically the symptoms just kept piling on: the insomnia, the chronic fatigue, the brain fog, the pain. Mm-hmm. The, inability to, to function uh, really normally and uh, it isolated me and uh, I couldn't pray uh, I didn't feel like God was there and um, I wandered into the cathedral of the Sacred Heart one day on the way to work because went on a stage right across the street mm-hmm. I'd never been in a Catholic church so I'm like hey I wonder what it's like it's a big big building you know it's bigger than our Nazarene church mm-hmm. and when I walked in I I was not prepared for what, what I, uh, I encountered it was just like something hit me in the face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is this? And it was a holy hush. And it took me a while to figure out that the quietness was not in the building, that the quietness was inside me. Mm-hmm. And that for the first time in like three and a half years, I had some measure of peace. And some measure of peace. And I would go to this room, which I found out later was the Adoration Chapel. And all I know is it had to, this like canister in it and this <laughs> spoky thing in it and mm-hmm. like all this weird stuff I didn't know what it was but I sat on the edge of that room I was afraid to go in but I always sat there I came at the beginning of the day I came at lunch I skipped lunch I came after work because wow. I felt like if I could sit in the, the, right there like me I was going to make it wow 
And of course, that canister thing, uh, <laughs> be, being the tabernacle yes, uh, housing, right. exactly. uh, housing our Lord in the Eucharist. Um, you know, this, this is just this is just fantastic to hear. Uh, I've I've known both of you for uh, for a while, but yeah. haven't had the opportunity to really uh, hear your story. And so, I want to thank you for sharing that with us here today. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation mm-hmm. in just a moment, uh, but we are going to take a, a, a break here momentarily uh, to hear a little bit more about your story and uh, how you got to where you're at, yeah. uh, and also another opportunity that's going to be coming up uh, here in Rochester um, as um, you'll be sharing this in greater detail at the Catholic Evangelization Outreach uh, event coming up here on Friday. So thank you all for joining us. I'm Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Michael Goldsmith Goldsmith on Real Presence Live. We'll be right back. Inspired. Sharing your journey. Well, thanks for joining us. We are at St. James Coffee here in Rochester, Minnesota. We are talking with Laura and Barry Pret, uh, Father Will Thompson, and Michael Goldsmith here. It's. Uh, I wish we had a couple, two, three hours. We could sit here and talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you're, you, you got. I can tell the the amount of, uh, uh, not just emotion, but just how how you guys have been moved, mm-hmm. and and then to go through, you know, to have all those things happening in your life, and then you go, you know, to to start to have this conversion and then of course then you you go through your abortion mm-hmm. and, uh, and and a lot of people have been sold that lie so yes. that's just it's it's but there's healing there also absolutely yes, yes. Mm-hmm. and god has an ocean of mercy and i mm-hmm. wish we could really get over that you know to have people understand that so why don't we go into how you're we hear Barry talk about that he saw this, and this must have been with him alone getting this. But then he must have started spreading it to you. Is that right, Laura? Um, you mean converting to Catholicism? Yes, or? I mean going into that. You could certainly talk about what your your thoughts on the other side too of what we the abortion, if you'd like. So, however, however you were moved in that. So, well, uh, as far as the abortion was concerned. Um, uh, yeah, it was hard, but I mostly just kind of stuffed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when we had our first conversion to uh, the Nazarene Church, um, there there was a joy there. Mm-hmm. There was a sense of God welcoming welcoming us home. Um, there wasn't condemnation. There was forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, which is incredible. Right. Um, but then, when you get to the Catholic Church, there's confession, um, and huge. yeah, that's huge. I mean, various experience, especially, was huge with that. And um, mine too. I don't know. I tend to be a little more calm about things like that. <laughs> um, uh, my experiences aren't necessarily as dramatic right. as as Barry's were. Um, and and that's stuff that we'll get into on on Friday, but um, yeah. And then as far as well, uh, why don't we plug that real quick? What's okay. happening on Friday? You well, take yeah, it? I guess the uh, Catholic uh, evangelization evangelization outreach, right, mm-hmm. at, is having uh, asked us to speak um, and give our testimony okay. uh, in in fuller measure than we're giving here uh, on Friday. Uh, at what the Church of the Resurrection, I think. That's yep, right. At seven yeah. o'clock. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're if you're able if you're able to go to that, it starts at seven. So I would assume gathering before that at like six thirty, and and uh, you guys will be talking then. Yeah, mm-hmm. great. Yep. Both of you together, yes. great. Right. Yeah, both of us together. So if you're able to do that, go down to Resurrection Church here, and if you're in the area at, at Resurrection Church in Rochester, Minnesota. So why don't you continue then, Laura, with the, what we have that you guys are going to be fuller if people want the you know in this area anyways. We'll be right. able to hear it a little more. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, as far as uh, Catholicism. Catholicism is concerned, um, he was, like he said, he wandered into the cathedral and he kept going. Um, and he didn't necessarily tell me um, right away what was going on with him, but um, once I realized that he was serious about uh, pursuing this, um, I was kind of nervous. <laughs> this is again, you know, I resist change. This was new and different, and um, but you know what? I wanted us to be united in everything, especially faith. So I I followed him into the Catholic Church out of that conviction, um, and it just seemed clear to me that God was calling us both mm-hmm. um, to the Catholic Church, um, and. Uh, I didn't know it, but he started praying to Padre Pio, mm-hmm. and um, through those prayers, then little things started to happen, and uh, that helped me to be more open to um, yeah. to the Catholic faith. You, um, yeah, you wigged me out because you <laughs> you put, dumped it all on me. Like, well, if you feel like God's calling us to be Catholic, then I'm going with you, and mm. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I better not screw up. Right? Yeah. And and so that's when I was very nervous. I wanted it to be your own conviction, and this is the kind of stuff God did because I was at a little church in Pennsylvania, and this gal after mass noticed I didn't go to communion, and she asked me why, and I said I'm not Catholic, and just you know, and she gave me a relic of Padre Pio, and she goes, you need to pray to him. Wow. And I'm like, um. Okay. So I left <laughs> mm-hmm. and I prayed. I said, Padre Pio, if you could kind of get my wife to like embrace this whole thing for herself and not just following me, I'd really be helpful. Yeah. And that's all I prayed. And, and two weeks later, she yeah. started speaking like, gosh, you know, I'm starting to see that the Catholic faith is really just a fuller version of Christianity than we have. And, it's, it's, and I'm like, what the heck is <laughs> going on? Like this not Padre Pio those guy words works, exactly, whoever he is. That was my introduction so, to Padre Pio. Yeah, that's right. so awesome. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's a beautiful way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And one of, just one of the things that happened was that we were at a mass and um, at the elevation of the host, I was just looking at Jesus and all of a sudden it was like an electric shock went through my body and I was like, oh, this is true. Mm-hmm. That's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is true. Yeah. And so. You're, so you're able to find peace for your rest, restless hearts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and know Barry, you talked about that in the uh, what would what, what, you would you call it the uh, receptacle thing? <laughs> oh, the canister, the canister thing up front. But uh, you know, not only having Jesus there, but to be able to see Jesus exactly, right? uh, yes. and to be able to receive Jesus. And uh, as we get ready for uh, the, the Catholic evangelization outreach, is, is there anything else that you would like people to know about that event or about yourselves? Um, yeah, uh, to give a little more of a tease to well, encourage I, people to come. Yeah, I guess I'd just say, you know, the whole thing, how God was so gracious in reaching out to us when we could not find him. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I, I, I guess I would say that to people who feel like they've messed their life up, to the point of no redemption, mm-hmm. if you come to Christ, what you're going to find is not a condemnation, not a whisk of the finger, nothing like that. You're just going to find 
a father who's just glad you're home. Wow. Yes. That's what it's like. Mm-hmm. He, just wants, he just wants you to come home and start living again. And, you know? and that's mm-hmm. open to all of us, even yeah. those that have been Catholic our whole life, you know? Yes. So, uh, I w- again, I wish we could talk for another hour or two, but mm-hmm. unfortunately we're close to the end of our segment here. And I I look forward. I think if, if I'm able to, I'm going to try to get there. So are you guys Please from do. Rochester or are you from Winona? Winona. 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 You li- mm-hmm. So you, which church do you go down there? Uh, the cathedral. You do go to the cathedral. <laughs> so Monsignor. So so, uh, uh, Father McNeil and, and, yes. and uh, our new one, uh, yes, Matt Wagner. Yes. Yeah. So, well, it's so so blessed to hear I, these stories. That inspire us all. 